This is the Mark Dolan Way. Top tips for mind, body and soul, some great life hacks and my favourite products of the week. This show is available on all podcast platforms or you can watch it. Just subscribe to the Mark Dolan Way on YouTube and join the Facebook group. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the show. I hope you are very well. You may hear the sound of banging in the background. And please, can you not be so obscene? This is a family show. I want you to grow up. When I say banging, I'm talking about fireworks. Because NGL, that means not going to lie. It's the first letter of each word, one after the other. It's what young people say. It saves time and it's cool. And it is fireworks night tonight. It's the 5th of November. You should never reveal, should you, the tricks of the trade, the secret alchemy that goes behind this podcast, right? Like you're not supposed to know exactly when I record it. Maybe you think it's live. It's mystery. It's theatre, isn't it? And I've just revealed to you that it's now the 5th of November and you'll be listening to this. Oh, my goodness. Do you know what? You're going to hear this, right? It's being recorded on the 5th. It's not going out until... Um, is this 43? 41 is going out today, episode 41. Episode 42 is going out on the 12th. It's going to be the 19th of November that this goes out. Let's hope the world is in a better situation on the 19th than it is now. Lots of challenges going on. But anyway, there's banging in the background and it's fireworks, which is a reminder to me <clears throat> that I don't like them. I'm against them. Did you know they're very polluting? They're very environmentally unfriendly. They basically sort of just dump smoke and other residue into the atmosphere. And in India, there are times of the year when they ban fireworks because they have such a bad impact on air quality. Just imagine. So bad. And I just feel, and by the way, I'm sure you don't agree. I, I accept, in, in many areas of life, I accept that I'll think stuff which most people don't. I've accepted that. <clears throat> and I think that most people do like fireworks and consider them to be a lovely thing to look at great fun for the family, for kids, a great spectacle, a great way to celebrate. And and so I acknowledge that people like fireworks and that it doesn't really do it for me. It's like David Bowie. I accept, I fully accept what an extraordinarily gifted man he was. And there are a couple of songs that I like, such as Cha 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 Changes. That's great. But overall, if I put on like Bowie's greatest hits, I tune out after a couple of songs. But I accept that that is not the common view and that's fair enough. Never really was crazy for Elvis either. And I accept that everyone likes Elvis. I don't dislike him. I think I had a bad experience growing up watching him because he would be on those on the afternoon TV, those movies he made. He made a lot of films and he pretended to be in sort of Mexico or the Caribbean or something, but he was clearly 
in a studio set in Los Angeles, pretending to be in the Caribbean with sort of plastic plants. And it was just so, even to me as a kid, didn't know anything about the movie business, but it's like, I don't think he's in the Caribbean. I don't think he's on the Congo right now, the king. I think he's on, uh, he's in Studio 78 on the Paramount lot. Air-conditioned studio with very good catering. So, yeah, those movies weren't great. I don't know, really. Elvis, yeah, honestly, a true icon. I fully accept and acknowledge his success and understand why it happened. But do I sit around listening to Elvis Presley songs? No, I don't. The one I like of his is A Little Less Conversation, which was released, I think, after his death, or at least a remixed version was was released some years ago. And apparently he really liked doing that kind of song, which was a bit jazzy, a little bit funky, and that a lot of the music that he recorded, he wasn't even that fond of. It was just sort of commercial. I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah, some of the funky stuff is good. And a little less conversation would definitely function as that if you're looking for a good Elvis song. So, you know, there are lots of things that people like that I don't. And you'll be the same. There are lots of things that people like that you don't like. And that's okay. I think what you don't want to do and I don't do is go around saying it's bad. Or I'm not going to say Elvis Presley's bad. Or David Bowie is bad. Or this movie is bad. Or that movie is bad. It just wasn't for me. And it's the same with fireworks. <coughs> I just find, I mean, they're not bad. I don't hate them. When I go, it's all right. But I just feel when you've seen one display, you've seen them all. You're waiting for ages for it to start. And then they start. And then it's, oh, is that the last one? And I've got another one. And then was that the last one? And I've got another one. So, although I do remember a few years ago, I went to a school my son's school fireworks night and there was the the big bonfire now i do like the bonfire i love the bonfire because you actually get heat from it and i love the light the yellow light and the smell and it's that time of year it's nice to have something warm to kind of be close to isn't it so i i love the bonfire and i love to watch you know they they sometimes put this the guy forks thing and sometimes on a chair or something at the top of the bonfire. And then as it burns, it starts to fall and collapse and implode bits, bits tumble into the ashes. And I love, I love to watch the trajectory of the fire. Fireworks, not so much, but a few years ago I went to one and it was fine. And then myself and some of the other parents, um, we sneaked off to the pub and that was great. So it was little fireworks in the pub. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of which, I have been alcohol free for about six weeks now because of a few reasons. One, about, why did I, a couple of months ago, I just got very sort of, I don't know if it was COVID or what, but I got kind of very fluey, felt completely drained and poorly and like a headache and everything. And I carried on working and stuff, but I didn't feel great. And it stayed, it lingered. I kind of got better, but I was still run down, still really tired. And I find that if I'm really busy or if I'm not well, there is no space for alcohol in your life whatsoever. 
Um, and I think it will carry that on. It is, as you now know, the 5th of November. I think I'll keep that going. And I think I'll wait till Christmas because I do find Christmas is a time of celebration. And by the way, you do not need alcohol to have a good time. If you're somebody that's decided not to drink or can't drink or whatever it is, you're missing nothing. You are not missing. I don't eat sugar. I'm not missing out. My life is the same without sugar. I just don't eat sugar. You don't drink alcohol. That's it. You're missing nothing. But it's one of those things where if you have an okay relationship with it, um, I think it can be fun. And I think it's a nice blessing. If it's proving to be a problem in your life, get rid. Do not take a bullet for that stuff. It ain't worth it. I've seen too many wonderful lives wasted and diminished by it. Growing up above my dad's pub. Very sad stories. One guy who was made redundant. He had a high-flying job, made redundant. Started coming into the pub every day because he had redundancy money. Never went back to work. He wasn't even that old. Probably early 50s when he, when he was laid off. Never returned to the workplace. Drank, drank his redundancy and then just sort of became diminished after that. A very, very sad great guy very intelligent as well i think he lost his confidence you know when when he didn't have that job anymore didn't have the confidence to get back on the horse wasn't able to embrace change which was a big theme of last last week's show which by the way was about an hour ago because that's the other thing right not only is it november the 5th but we're doing back-to-back podcasts today but you wouldn't know that which inspires me to tell you in life don't reveal stuff so i didn't need to tell you that it's the 5th of November. I didn't need to tell you that I've just done episode 42 and I'm now doing episode 43. You didn't need to know that. And I have burst the bubble. I've broken the spell. But I thought for for lols, I'll just tell you anyway. Because also I don't have secrets from you. What's mine is yours. I'm very open. I'm an open book. But as a general rule in your life, I mean, of course, you, you reveal stuff to your loved ones. You know, I mean, your friends, of course, all, all that. But let's say you're in the workplace or let's say you're among strangers, you don't have to show all your cards. You know, life is a game of poker. If there's a political situation at work, let's say you want a promotion, but actually it's better if Steve doesn't know, then just keep it to yourself. Do you know what I mean? Keep a low, Don't tell everyone you're going for this promotion. Just keep it on the lowdown. It's like when you get your driving test. Don't tell people you're having a driving test because then they'll be like, how'd it go? How'd it go? And, oh, I failed. So don't tell people. And then when you get the driving test, you're like, hey, I've just done my driving test and I passed. Don't overshare. Don't reveal stuff. You, I have worked with a very legendary radio broadcaster who told me that years ago. He's like, I write books under a pseudonym. People don't know that. They don't need to know that. My parents, because they were concerned about security in the pub, they did not make a big song and dance about going on holiday. It was kept kind of quiet because they didn't want all of the customers knowing that, oh, you know, my dad, my the family, they're all away for a week or whatever. So we would just quietly, quietly slip away. And then after a few days, as people are like, oh, I haven't seen your dad around for a while or whatever, you know, and that would be, become obvious that they were away. But there was no fanfare, no big announcement that they were going away. So a little bit of poker in your life is not bad. You don't have to reveal stuff. And if I hadn't told you that these two shows were back to back or that it's November the 5th, when you're hearing this, 
you'll feel like the shows were separate, that a week went by before between between one and the other. And that's just kind of how you like to imagine the show. And you probably don't like to imagine the show that I do two back to back. So don't give away the... It's, it's like, you know, those TV Christmas specials <clears throat> when everyone is in the Christmas jumper and they've got the mistletoe and they've got Father Christmas and it turns out that they make it in August. Kind of spoils it if you think about that. So don't just don't say you've got to pretend it's December the 25th. And uh, so, yeah, don't overshare. You just people can know what they need to know and know more. Elton John comes up in every podcast. I make no apologies. He's my favorite music composer and a genius. And he said, people know everything about me and people know nothing about me. And that's just how I like it. It's good, isn't it? He's not stupid, is he? Not really. You've got the singing, you've got the piano playing and the composing, but he's got his head screwed on. Let me tell you. NGL, that means not going to lie. It's the first letter of each word, one after the other. It saves time. It's what young people say, and it's cool. <laughs> so what can I tell you about? Um, you know that I've talked in the past about lots to get through today, by the way. Let me tell you, we might be 12 minutes in, but we've got a lot of work to do. So let's get going. Um, you know, I'm really big on remembering people's names, if you can finding out what people are called. So you call the call centre and you go, hi, what's your name? Uh, your name is Ahmed. And I, 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 occasionally if I'm on that call, I'll write Ahmed down because then let's imagine it's a really long call with the call centre and I like can't remember what he's called. Oh, he's called Ahmed. I get Ahmed, thank you so much for your help. If you can know what people are called, that is a superpower because it means so much to that individual that you know their name, because that is the word that they've heard since they were born. Their own name is a key word for them. And if you get hold of that name and you know it, then you have a special connection with them, which goes beyond anyone else that's calling them up. I know this because I used to work in hospitality. I work for, I mean, I say that, that's a big word, Burger King, some restaurants, some cafes. It's amazing how invisible you are when you serve the public. So I learned that. And therefore, I decided that if I'm a customer, the server will not be invisible. So I'm like, hi. I can normally this name tags there. So you're like, hi, Isabel. I'm Mark. And this is my wife or this is my son or whatever. And I introduce. I do a little introduction. And I think it's unequal with the name badge, it's unequal that we know their name and they don't know ours. I don't like it. So I like to break up that dynamic by revealing my name too. Even a handshake is not the end of the world. Um, so I'm big on the names that features in a previous episode. But I took it up a level the other day because there's a security guard at work, lovely guy, new guy. And I said, what's, um, I said, hi, Mark. Nice to meet you. Um, what's your name? And he said, uh, Shobawane. Now, let me tell you that you're just I don't think you're going to immediately store that. Because there's a lot of syllables, a lot of consonants and one, two, three, four vowels. Hi, Shobawali. It's just it's not going to I don't think it's going to stay in your head. If he said my name is Andy, I think that will. Maybe that's just because it's a more typical name. But anyway, Shobawali, very fine name. I like that name a lot. 
But I said to when he said it, I'm like, did you say Shobawar? Shobawali? Shobawar? You know, it was like, I'm trying to repeat how he said it. And it was unsatisfactory. He kept repeating how to say it and I wasn't saying it right. I said, do me a favor. Do you mind writing it down on my phone? So I gave him my phone and he wrote down his name on my phone and it's S-H-O-B-O-W-A-L-E. So if you are working with someone or indeed, I don't know, even an encounter, a brief encounter with someone, you'll be like, what I'll do is, I mean, you don't have to get them to write it down. That could be with a waiter. That would be a bit in your face, wouldn't it? But you could just say, how's that spelled? And um, because then when you know how it's spelled or can see it written down, it's easier for you to say it correctly. And I've got it written down now and it says Shobawali. And hilariously, I know the guy now, but a couple of times before knowing I would see him, I just quickly looked at my phone and said, like, oh, it's Shobawali. And then I go in and I go, hi, Shobawali. And it's, I just, I'm basically practicing his name. How in, how in your face is that? How aggressive is that? But that's how committed I am to where possible, knowing people's names. The problem I do have is I do not remember names. So if I haven't seen someone for six months, no chance. And I don't see a solution to that. But that's life, isn't it? What can you do? A um, couple of things that I wanted to talk about in the last episode before we get to this. I think there's going to be quite a few bits here. I'm going to go rapid fire with you. Um the best people get overlooked. So I think people who are talented, they know they're talented, they know they're good. So they sort of think that good stuff will come to them because if I just do great work, then I'm going to win. I'm afraid not. You need to be your own marketing department and being great is not enough. You have to sell yourself. You have to push yourself. Joan Rivers said in comedy, it's not how good you are, it's how hot you are. And there's a great misunderstanding that just being great will take us there. And I'm afraid it doesn't. It bloody well should, but it doesn't. So the best people get overlooked. Do not be overlooked because you're the best person. Okay, because I've put you in the 5%. The world is divided between 95% of people whose lives are not where they want it to be and they're unfulfilled and not connected with their true selves and they don't have a vision and they don't manage their emotions correctly and psychology is all wrong. That's the 95%. I'm putting you in the 5% who have got their act together. And one thing you're going to do is you're going to sell yourself. You're not going to be overlooked, even if it involves saying to the boss, hey, don't overlook me. I'm really good at my job. Otherwise, that idiot from the accounts department gets the promotion and not you. If I ran a company and as I said a few weeks ago, I would like to. One of the reasons why I'd like to run a company, there's two reasons. That's actually when you can make serious money. You never really make the serious dough as an employee. In the world of comedy, there were these comedians in Britain and they were kind of famous sketch comedians from television. And they they were actually struggling financially because what happened is they were young they would do a series and then they'd have to wait like six months or a year before the next series, sometimes not knowing if it was going to be recommissioned. And so they're like, well, we're good comedy writers and we know about broadcasting and stuff. So they set up a little company making radio ads because, you know, they, they were good at comedy and they could write funny little ads for companies. And the company was called Talkback and little ads, radio ads. Anyway... Yeah, did quite well, really. They started to make a bit of money with radio ads and then they'd go back and they'd do their TV series again. 
by the way, they were quite, you know, quite big stars, but they still needed to do this to make money. Then what happened? There was an amazing change in the law under the Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. She liberalised the media market so that private production companies could make TV shows for channels like Channel 4. So it wouldn't be in-house. It would be a company makes the makes the show, an outside company. And in fact, I think, she, I don't know if she was the one, I think she was the one that changed the rules for the BBC, where the BBC had to have a percentage of their output from outside companies and Channel 4. And, um, and so suddenly there were all these slots available. So this company, these guys from Talkback, they had comedy ideas for TV. So they wound up pitching these ideas to Channel 4 and the BBC, and then they would make them. They went on to become a massive company. They did the Alan Partridge series, which was very funny. Ali G. Some early Ricky Gervais programs. And quite a few of the things that I started in my career, a program called Show Me the Funny, which was the launch show, the very first comedy show on E4, which is a UK digital channel, part of Channel 4, E4. So um, that was great, great company. But it's amazing to think it came from just these comedians who were a little bit enterprising and they needed to make some money and then they wound up making their own shows. And when you make the show, you don't just get paid a salary from, you know, but you get a, a chunk of the production fee too. So the cost of making a program just goes in your back pocket. So it's very profitable. And let me tell you that I think it was three or four guys involved in that. And they sold the company for millions of pounds. They got, you know, a chunk of millions each. I don't know if it was like five million each or something, which is a lot of money now. It was a lot of money then. But yeah, so that's how you make money. It's because I know one guy that was part of that generation. He was also a top comedian, but he did not have a production company. He didn't have any kind of business. He was just an employee and he would just be a comedian on TV. And he observed that the, the, the people with the big houses are the ones that wound up having a company of their own rather than just being an employee. So it's very good if you can to have a business. And it's never been easier, really, because an Internet connection, it's almost you're almost there, aren't you? A working laptop. Jobs are good in, in many industries. Um, but if I ran a company, so never say never, I would like to. Um, I would love bomb the good people. And I would give them a disproportionate amount of attention because the business I work in at the moment is very good. But I've worked for previous enterprises where the people that are working miracles every day and just doing a great job and are talented and maybe putting in extra hours, coming in where they don't have to. There's no acknowledgement. There's no thank you. Back in the day, there was no certain previous places. There was no thank you. There was no acknowledgement, no pay rise. But worse than that, the people that were not delivering were being promoted and stuff. So there was no link between your performance and your qualities and your contribution. There was no link between that and your career path within the business. So if I ran a company, I would I'd have line managers all over the place and I'd be evaluating them like each line manager. Your job is to identify who the good people are and to encourage them and fast track them to the next level and remunerate them appropriately. And let's imagine that there's somebody, let's call her 
Vina, okay? Uh, I used to work for a lady called Vina. She was very nice. So let's call her Vina. And Vina is absolutely smashing it. You know, she's punching through her sales targets and she's this and she's that and she's enthusiastic and everyone loves working with her. I would get her in and I'd be like, uh, you're getting a promotion every year. As far if, if I can manage it, I'll do it twice a year. But I just want you to know I've got you on a path, a path to greatness. Now, if you do that with Vina, first of all, it motivates her. She's rewarded for her hard work, which human nature is such that if you get rewarded for stuff, you keep doing it. How do you train a dog to do tricks? Well, when they do the trick, they get a little cookie, don't they? A little, a little biscuit, a little doggy biscuit as a reward. And that messages to the dog, that is messaging to the dog, which is when you jump through that hoop of fire, you get a little treat. So that's a good thing to be jumping through the hoop of fire. And they want to jump through the hoop of fire because then they get a treat. And once they've had enough treats, jumped through enough hoops of fire, then they're trained. Well, human beings are no different. So, but what's terrible in most businesses is that someone like Vina is working so hard and she goes in on Christmas Day and no one acknowledges that and she's quite ill and she goes in while she's ill or she covers for someone else or someone makes a mistake and she sorts it out from home, missing her son's first birthday party or you know, sacrifices that people make. No thank you. No acknowledgement. Well, then why the hell should she? What is in it for her? There's no reward. There's no thank you. There's no acknowledgement. And by the way, if your company hasn't got the spare cash, then thank you will go a long way. You get Vina in, you go, listen, Vina, you missed your son's first birthday party in order to solve a problem at work. I just want you to know that we are massively in the red at the moment, right? We are financially minus. So I'm not able to reward you at the moment, but I just want you to know that I'm aware of the sacrifice you made. I'm aware of what you did and it's duly noted. And secondly, I really want to thank you. Right? And I, I, that's nearly as good as the pay rise anyway, if you mean it. So if you're in, an, if you're in a position at work, if you're not, the, if you are the boss, then please be like that if you can. If you're not the boss, but let's say you're, you know, I, I try at work, I try to do that with people that, that, you know, sometimes some, someone prints something off me. I'm like, oh, thank you for thinking of that. I really appreciate that. And it's just, they're like, oh, you're welcome, whatever. But um, people really need acknowledgement. They really appreciate it. It makes them feel good. It makes them feel valued. And it's the right thing to do. It's amazing how many workplaces do not do that. A thank you from the boss. Human beings need acknowledgement. The end. That is the end. A um, couple of quick things. Taxis. I love. Uh, I love a taxi. Who doesn't? Um, absolute golden rule. Which is that when you get out of the taxi, you must look at the seat and look at the floor. Okay, you've got to do that because what happens when you're in a taxi? You relax, and maybe you're on your way to your holidays or something. And you take your glasses off, your sunglasses, and you put them next to you on, on the back seat or your wallet. Your wallet falls out and just tumbles onto the floor. And then you're at the airport. You're all excited. I'm at the airport now. You get out. You've got your bags. I'm going on holiday. And you're so excited. You don't check the taxi before then walking off. So what I do is I get out of the taxi and then I have a good look on the floor and have a good look at the seat. Then I close the door. Absolute game changer. 
if you're traveling at the airport or anything, have in your head the number of bags. So if there's three of you and everyone's got six, everyone's got two bags. Every time you go from one part of the airport to the next, count the bags. I'm looking for six, I'm looking for six units here. One, two, three, four, five, so yeah, that's six. Because the number of times that people get through like the x-ray and then they, they take one bag, but not two. So if you know what the number is for the whole group, just occasionally, maybe dedicate one person, a member of the, the group who's in charge of keeping an eye on the number of bags still being there. Uh, let me tell you that somebody close to me put their laptop through the x-ray in Germany, went off, flew home, laptop still at the airport. Disaster. I, you won't believe this. I think this is true. Yeah, it is true. I flew to Germany to get it on a cheap flight. I know that's mad, but it was like maybe 60, 70 quid for the flight, which is obviously ridiculous. But um, it was the only way to get the laptop back. And it was a kind of, you know, 1500 quid laptop. How mad is that? But that did happen because that person involved did not check, you know, you have that thing about, you know, how many bags and just double checking. When you're, when you're traveling, you've got, it's got to be like a military operation, military precision. Um, I recommend that you do that. And uh, yeah, the taxi thing is, and the number of times when I've looked down and there has been the wallet or there has been a pair of glasses. It's quite uncanny. Set of keys, maybe. It's a brilliant thing. Now, listen, I can't believe this. Oh, my goodness. There is, I mean, it is now 29 minutes in. There are a few other bits and pieces. But um, <clears throat> let me just make sure that I've... Yeah, I, what we're going to do is, is a little bit of a scheduling challenge at the moment. So I think... The last episode was was around 30, 35 minutes, and this one will be as well, for which I apologize. Um, but it is a it is a little bit of a tight schedule that I'm running. I hope you don't mind, but I'd rather do that. And then at least you do have an episode every week. OK, like I said last week, I'm, I'm always going to honestly, I'm really going to always make sure that a pod drops. But this one might be on a little on the shorter side. Um, yeah, because if I look at everything else. It's all, there's quite a lot of detail in there, which I don't think. Okay, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm going to finish on this. <coughs> Haven't um, done a product for a while, have I? But let me leave you with this, which is an alternative to a television. And that is a projector, a projector. Now, projectors are brilliant, right? Because they're very small these days. It's not like the old days. It was a big, massive, huge unit that required its own table or something or own stand, you know. No, 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 no. You can get a projector now, which is about the size of a paperback book. The smallest ones are about the size of a like a CD case, right? a little bit deeper, but about the same dimensions as a CD case. And... So I love, we've got a projector. I've got a, it's a little mini thing. It's absolutely basic, but it really, really does the job. And all you need, right? You do not need a screen. You just need, you need a wall. Okay. I mean, if you're really desperate, any wall will do it. 
but ideally a white wall. What you can also do is just put bits of paper on the wall, like white paper or whatever. But <clears throat> projector is a really great way to watch a movie because it's like you're at the cinema. Because if 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 you move the projector away, the image gets bigger. So if you've got a big enough room, you can fill the whole wall with the image. So that's what we've got in the living room. I have a tripod and the projector goes onto the tripod and it bounces against a white wall. And then what I do is I connect the, the projector has an inbuilt speaker, but because it's a small, rather basic projector, sound is very tinny as its little device. But it's not a problem because it's got little audio out. So I just connect that to the loudspeaker little bluetooth like portable loudspeaker absolutely perfect um and you can watch a whole movie it's like being at the cinema and if you don't own a television or if your tv has died may i recommend that you consider not getting another tv and just get a projector and what it means is you can take it with you you can travel with it it's lovely for watching looking at pictures like going through your photo gallery and if you're feeling really fancy on amazon ebay and elsewhere you can get a really nice, simple projector screen. You can get one for 30 quid. And it'll just be a thing that maybe it's on a stand and you sort of pull it and up it comes. And it's just like this lovely white screen. It's like the green screen behind me, but in white. And we'll absolutely do the job. But uh, why don't you try? Why don't you take a little journey into the world of projectors? Perhaps, you know, Christmas is coming. If you were looking for a treat for the family or a gift... One that would be used if you've, if you've got the space and you think you know where you can project the image onto. Why don't you consider that? And in terms of then how do you get, how do you use the projector? Like how would you actually, well, you can connect it to a laptop. So anything that's on the laptop will just play straight on to the projector. Or you can connect, which is what we do. You can connect your projector to a little television box. Like we've got an Apple TV. So our projector connects into the Apple TV. So everything that's on Apple TV goes on the projector. Really good. There's also, I think, is it Google Play? It's a similar device. It's a little gizmo with a HDMI attachment to it. Jobs are good. But anyway, projectors, lovely. It's a great thing. I don't think you'll regret it. And that's not a bad shout for Christmas. Um, if you're really planning on that, then why don't you do a little bit of preparation and have it identify which room it would be in, work out if you need a screen or anything like that. But um, hours of fun. It's lovely watching a movie on a big screen like that, but it's no screen. And the other great thing is, right, you pack it all away. So the screen gets packed down. A little projector gets put away with the cables. It's, uh, you know, the television dominates the room. Well, this thing, if you're not using it, you don't see it packed away put it in a cupboard somewhere and you travel with it as i say hours of fun love the projector and um it's certainly it's also really good for like sport like watching premier league football watching snooker watching any sport like that the projector is just great um and you want one with quite a good bulb because if it's got a crappy bulb then if there's any light in the room, it really dilutes the image. But most of the new ones now, they're pretty punchy so that even if it's daytime, you can still see the image pretty well. If you're feeling really fussy, you can wait until the evening or draw the curtains and make the room dark. But the technology has improved massively and I don't think you'll have a problem. So there you go. That's today's product of the day. Um, the really good brand is, is Philips. They're very good for projectors.
but um, other brands are available and um, no doubt you'll be able to find something uh, on the World Wide Web. It's been great to have your company. Really enjoyed chatting with you. And uh, next time, episode 44, my God, we're powering through these. Uh, I'm going to talk about accountability and how to get results by exposing yourself to your rate of progress, okay? Because if you work in sales, you have numbers which demonstrate how it's going. But for a lot of us, success is very abstract. So I'm going to talk to you about how to get real results and real accountability, plus the importance of systems, planning your day, the joy of fixing broken things, and some great cookery hacks as well in the kitchen. So um, let me just... uh, I don't want to forget the fixing things because that's very fun. Um, That plus much more. Also very excited to say I've just decided that there will be a Christmas special. And that's going to be on the 25th of December, which is Christmas Day. I'm going to deliver. Let's see what day of the week it is. It's currently Sunday, isn't it? Who knew? Uh, But it isn't for you because you're listening to this. Well, probably could be Sunday. No, is it? Yeah confused anyway the 25th oh my goodness oh all right well in that case what i'm gonna do yeah that's perfect is that perfect yes it is the christmas special will be will drop on the 24th which is the sunday as christmas eve and i might make it extra long and i reckon i'll have a couple of beers for that one you could join me so you can have a couple of beers or a glass of wine whilst you're chopping up the uh, the roast potatoes, stuffing the turkey. Um, but yeah, there will be a Christmas special, and that's right. I think so. We'll have a we'll have a little bit of uh, eggnog, and we'll we'll um, I'll, I'll be full of amazing solutions for the perfect Christmas day. But that will drop on the twenty fourth of December, which is a Sunday all ready for Monday morning as you go about your day. Um, Lovely. And then there'll be a New Year's special as well on the 1st. But I think I'll drop that on the 31st as well because they both happen to be Sundays. So there you go. Look, there you go. You don't need that level of detail, do you? It's been great to chat. Go and have a great week. What do you need to do this week? Uh, You need to love bomb the people who are really delivering for you in your life. So you've got some friends, some family members, and they might be a little bit, nah, that's fine. We don't have to attack them, but they don't need a disproportionate amount of your attention. But the people that really are there for you, they're the ones to focus on. Give them the acknowledgement, thank them and make them feel both emotionally and if possible, materially rewarded for their excellent influence in your life. A, because it's a nice thing to do, and B, it will encourage them to continue to have your back. It's a no-brainer, really. Um, lots of love. So go and do that. Love bomb the great people. I'm love bombing, love bombing all of you. Have a great seven days. I'll see you in a week's time. And lots of love and goodbye. Stay awesome.